Well, greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Superview Show's Career Retrospectives right here on the Superview Show. I am joined by my two good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Bonjour. Yo, yo, we, we. We, we, we. For those who don't know, Elton John passed out in France. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Breaking news Elton John falls. Actually, what it actually yes. did happen. Um, no, but that is not what tonight's topic is about. Tonight's topic, as the title of this podcast suggests, we're going to be discussing and breaking down. We spun the wheel last week and landed on Mike's pick, which was OK Computer by Radiohead. Uh, this was an album that, you know, we want, I think Mike wanted to get into, or we also wanted to base it off of Rolling Stone magazine's um, top 500 albums of all time, unless I'm not mistaken. And it was on there. So we spun the wheel and we're reviewing it right now. Uh, Mike, this is your pick. What do you got, buddy? Go ahead, Radiohead. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, just to you know, introduce my familiarity with uh, uh, Radiohead. I have no familiarity with that. I all all I really know is uh, pre, maybe a couple other songs that I've heard through whatever, like you know, brief introductions in a in a video or maybe a movie or something of that matter but it's not a really i have no like fond memories of listening to their music or have any opinion on them as an artist more so that i just i know them as an artist who kind of um lives in the more artsy kind of experimental uh realm of music which i actually am a huge fan of and always gravitate towards um, when it comes to getting away from the mainstream kind of, you know, expectation. They're the kind of band that doesn't uh, trample over the same cliches when it comes to um, musical kind of songs that just, you know, have the, uh, what you you come to expect what's happening next. They could throw you some curveballs. And I really like that because music today has become very, predictable very bland and kind of lacking layers and if i in there and so let's coming into this album that's the first thing i i have to say about it uh it is a layered album it has lots of layers lots of uh things going on noises uh since uh you know it's just got a lot of uh different little aspects to it that kind of build uh, a pretty foundational musical wall of sound. And uh, that's something that's always been up my alley. So um, yeah, we'll just kind of go right into the track listing. Um, and so let me look at my notes, y'all. Um, we're gonna start with my favorite songs of the album. So first song, my, my number one favorite song of the album is paranoid android that's a 10 out of 10 for me um and uh that actually has a it hits a lot of notes that i actually really like um especially when it comes to music that has some very like passion uh emotions kind of crammed into it, it has a very mysterious feeling to it um has that kind of you know, weird uh, quality to it. I really enjoy the uh, memorable kind of uh, um, 
chorus here or the memorable like vocals here um i just overall it has this very atmospheric quality to it just enjoy the the um the emotion in this uh definitely paints uh, a lot of pictures in the mind now this is actually very interesting to me wherever you are when you listen to music can kind of attach itself to the music i was in lake george when i listened to this and actually it was interesting sitting out uh there's like a porch screened in porch it's raining uh i'm just kind of sitting relaxing and this was one of those kinds of songs that really took on my surrounding uh area and uh that's amazing that that can actually happen um with music currently a lot of the times most people believe when you're younger it's and you're impressionable to music's effect on you um what it attaches itself to uh you know nostalgically or just um what it, what you what you reference in your mind when you experience it whatever's happening at the moment so um yeah it was really just a cool um vibe for this song here so really enjoyed the song it, it, it reminded me of a lot of things um it actually kind of reminded me of this game i played diablo uh the the, the acoustic music you hear when you're in town almost like borderline medieval borderline uh just um you know ancient sounding which i love so yeah 10 out of 10 for me on that song and then another uh, uh pretty memorable song for me was karma police uh this one was actually very uh just it has a mopey feeling to it but it's an enjoyable um memorable song that just kind of um, it doesn't really arrive at its musical point till the way I want it to, but it it just keeps the songs kind of fresh image in your mind. And uh, I gave it an eight out of ten uh, for that song. Um, so yeah, it's another one. Now this one might come to a very big surprise, very big surprise. But I gave Fitter ha Happier actually a ten out of ten. Now I'll Love explain why. What did you say? I actually like that one a lot too. Oh well, hats off to you, sir. Bald head, I'll blind you with my baldness. But um, uh, I actually gave that a ten out of 10 for one ten out of ten for one very specific reason. It is so cool to have sad music played over the top of a list of words that sound positive but come off creepy and controlling and kind of um lack of like choice and freedom and like it it was like very artistically fresh to do something like that with this kind of creepy voice computer voice kind of telling you um like you're like a pig in a cage on antibiotics kind of sounds like all of us right now in our food supply and our government uh you know i don't want to get into some conspiracy theories but uh we're essentially uh, livestock right now for our our government so yeah that's uh you know uh, think of that what you will but um that was a cool that was a cool uh little song there so i gave that at a 10 out of 10 so um yeah and then kind of rounding out the top of the songs that i got a higher rating exit music uh for a film very slow very quiet song but there is a cool uh i wouldn't say johnny cash but like uh acoustic kind of uh 
you know, 70s song to this vibe to the song, but like it kind of reminds me of the Queens of the Stone Age and it kind of reminds me of just just Johnny Cash-esque, uh, you know, acoustic guitar. Um, and this, I love the, I just overall love the song and it's got a, it kind of goes in some strange directions. I really like that. Um, yeah, so those are like my top songs of the album. And then we kind of come down to some of the lower, but like still great, uh, the Subterranean Homesick Alien. That one was another, uh, just got a very spacey kind of trippy feel to it. I really enjoy. This was a very relaxing album for me. So uh, putting this in a separate category, most albums I liked to be straightforward. When an album is not straightforward and has a, an obvious hook or an obvious chorus or an obvious um, direction with its music, I put it into another category of music that I'd like to experience um, while driving, while relaxing and uh, letting myself kind of drift away, you know, like, uh, you know, that's the kind of category I put in this album. If you were to set it down next to like a very straightforward pop album, they they both take different directions musically. Uh, and that's sometimes it's not for everyone to have that kind of uh, lack of straightforward uh, direction. Sometimes you need something like that when you're in a certain kind of mood. Other times you're not in the mood for that. So this album could be one of those albums that when you're not in the mood for it could deter you from listening to it because you just want something more like simple and catchy and easier to digest. This is not an easy to digest album in that it has um, a, some strangeities. It's got some weird things going on and uh you know that's it's like i said it's that's why what's great about this whole thing is because you listen to something and it's not for everyone but some people out there like it and i mean and clearly the you know the list says it's one of the uh, you know the greatest albums so i mean not that i think the list is absolute but um a lot of people would uh you know stand behind saying it's a great album um yeah so then uh we kind of come down to some of these other songs uh you know, let down kind of a, you know, you would say that was a let down. Uh, I actually didn't like the song at first, but it actually grew on me. I thought it was pretty mid. And then it just kind of, it's just kind of a positive, uh, uplifting kind of song, the way it just kind of comes along. And I, I didn't love it, but it was seven out of 10, still not too bad. Um, uh, then the first opening song. Now, you're going to draw some distinctions vocally with this band, uh, Muse, maybe uh, Coldplay, maybe some of these other types of, uh, oh, even Oasis on this first song. You too. And what do you say? You too. You too. Yes. I actually did not like this opening song. Um, I gave it a six out of 10. It just, the vocals are kind of annoying. Uh, they lack the direction. Um, I enjoy the atmosphere, but overall, it feels disjointed a little bit. Um, it's got some cool flowing quality to the music, but overall, it was one of those songs that I just kind of opened up and went, uh, like, I don't love Muse. I don't love their vocal styling. And this kind of brought me in that direction. So I, I was really kind of like hesitant when I first heard this song. Um, uh, coming down the line, you know, uh, under... Uh, electioneering that was okay you know not the not the greatest song six and a half not loving the vocals here again they were kind of up and down um you know it's kind of like kind of has some weird production stuff going on that i'm not a huge fan of uh overall yeah 
uh, climbing as well as climbing up the walls. Wasn't uh, great on that one either. Um, you know, the vocals actually work for that. They're like very falsetto kind of vocals or like, you know, just that style of vocal actually works. Um, uh, not so much blown away by um, some of the music uh, music on it, but it was it was OK. Six and a half. And then um, Lucky, eh, you know, another six and a half uh, chill song. Not really much going on that could really blow me away. Um, the Tourist. Now, this comes to the end of the album. This one was a disappointment for me because while I felt it had a little bit of an epic quality to it, it was a little repetitive. It it was not much substance to it besides kind of just the overall environment they're creating. Sometimes the environment isn't exactly as much as like the substance that exists um, um, within it versus, you know, just being surrounded by sound. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of okay for me. Um, I think I made mean, said no surprises as well. Uh, seven out of 10. This one actually kind of reminded me of The Doors a little bit as well as Bowie. I got some Bowie vibes throughout this whole album. Uh, and I actually uh, warmed up to this song as well. Um, I love the ending. It's got a kind of a lullaby feel to it, but with like the ending kind of builds. Um, but overall, like, yeah, this album was actually, it got better and better as I listened to it. Um, now, would I say this is like one of the greatest albums of all time? That's debatable. Would I say this album provides a very specific um like a specific use or like uh during a certain specific time when you're doing something you're hanging out you're relaxing you're doing something that has like a picturesque kind of subject to it i think this actually works and i think that um while i wouldn't recommend it for all the times when I'm in a mood to hear something uh, driving beat or, or more up, upbeat, up pace, it's a little on the uh, atmospheric floaty, um, quiet, then loud, quiet, then loud. And then there's, you know, there's a lot of dynamics to it. So, um, yeah, there it definitely is. It has a lot going on for it, um, but may not be for everyone. But overall, uh, seven and a half out of ten with a possibility to go into the eight category but uh overall uh i think seven and a half eight um and i'm gonna have it a little, that's what's nice is we can always um what we can do on this channel is we can revisit an album that we've all rated that maybe we haven't listened to in a while and say hey like do we think anything different now or is it the same i'll put seven and a half down now with the possibility of eight later um if it uh if some of the songs begin to grow on me but um yeah like oh, it was good not amazing but uh good enough to get a seven and a half which is uh yeah, a decent score so yeah nice nice well um, speaking of it not being for everyone jt you mind if i go next <laughs> go right <laughs> ahead i was gonna take it. after that but it's all yours go ahead. uh all right so i'll start by saying that yeah this was not for me as you could tell by what i named myself on this i have never liked radiohead before this, you know, I haven't been an albums guy. I never sat down and listened to a whole Radiohead album. Now that I have, I can confirm it even more. Do not like Radiohead. Um, you know, before this, I knew uh, Paranoid Android. I knew Karma Police, Creep. Never liked any of them. That didn't change, unfortunately. I did go into this with a very open mind, kind of hoping I would like it more than I ended up liking it. 
uh, which was not very much. I'm going to get it out of the way right now, just so I don't have to say it for every song I talk about. Biggest detractor for this album for me is his voice. I can't stand this guy's voice. Absolutely hate it. Something about the way he enunciates his words, too, or I guess the lack of enunciation on the words on most of this kills me. It's so bad, specifically on the song. Um, oh, crap. Which song was it? Uh, hold on. Let me look at my notes here. Oh, Karma Police. Karma Police, the way he enunciates his words in this one, can't stand it. Uh, I will agree with Mike. It is a very chill album. It's something just to kind of vibe out to put on almost in like the background and just kind of vibe out to it, which if you're into that, I could see you liking this from an objective standpoint. I can admit this is a very well done album. If this is what you're into, if this is what you're looking for, if you're looking for an album, some like artsy album, like Mike said, very atmospheric, very floaty. If you're looking for that. Yeah, you'll probably enjoy this. That's not something I'm ever really looking for. It's something I've never really liked in music. I've never been like that atmospheric guy. So from this point on, you can take all of this as my own personal preference and do with that what you will. But I'm just going to go from the top and just kind of blitz through this. Uh, airbag, 6 out of 10. Uh, and that's pretty generous, I feel. I found it to be a pretty boring song. Artsy. It's not my style. Paranoid Android, Mike, you know, we had a rare week last week where we uh, completely agreed and give the same score. This is a four out of 10 for me. <laughs> it's an objectively well done song. So this is where rating this album was hard for me because I wanted to give it my own rating, be more subjective with my rating rather than being like, oh, well, it's objectively well written because it is. I can't deny that it's objectively very well done. Uh, it's just not for me at all. I thought the bridge that went in like a more hard rock direction. Very well done. I wish it did that a little bit more. Found it to be a bit too long of a song. Uh, yeah, but again, objectively well done. Subterranean, Homesick Alien, 5 out of 10. It's there. Again, if you want something kind of just chill and atmospheric to vibe to, it's not bad. Just not saying I would ever seek out to listen to. Uh, exit music for a film. Again, on the better side, 6 out of 10. Uh, didn't like what it turned into toward the end of the song. Uh, kind of wish they left it as kind of like a somber acoustic tune. Really heavy U2 vibes on this one for me. Uh, then we go to Let Down, which was a three. This was mm -hmm. the first song on the album that I actually feel like I would say is an, an objectively well done song. I just don't think the song is great uh, on its own, even as a songwriting perspective feels the same throughout it's just kind of boring uh karma police mentioned before so i won't say too much more about it it's a four same reasoning as paranoid android for the most part fitter happier though uh <laughs> i'm not quite as fond as mike i wouldn't go 10 out of 10 but i do go 7 out of 10 on this when we got to this i was like oh wow this is the first thing i actually like enough to put on a playlist of some kind or like i would actually go back to this song uh, I really like it. Like Mike said, it has that kind of somber sound to it with the creepy uh, automated 90s robot voice. Mm -hmm. Love that. It was really cool to throw in there. Uh, electioneering. This one could go higher after it sits a little bit, but I'm sitting at a 6.5 with it. Instrumentally, 
I thought they killed it on this one. It's by far my favorite in terms of the actual full band experience on this one. And the vocals, though, on this one kill it. They really bring it down. Uh, I was hoping he would do a little something different with the vocals, but he really didn't. He just kind of kept it the same as all the other tracks, which I feel like that style of vocal doesn't work when you're going for a song like this. So 6.5 out of 10 could go up there with further listens. Climbing up the walls, least favorite song on the album. This was a 2 out of 10 for me. This song sucked. I hated his vocals on this. By far worst vocal performance of the record. Nothing exciting on this one. Super boring. And then we get to No Surprises, which was a big surprise for me. 8 out of 10. I actually thoroughly enjoy this track. It has a beautiful melody. The vocals work on this one for me, which is the first time I've ever said that about a Radiohead song. And you know what it is? The vocals on this one feel a little bit different. Like they don't feel like rinse and repeat Radiohead vocals. So I love that. But yeah, that guitar melody and pretty much the entire instrumental of this, but specifically that guitar melody, it, it's beautiful. It's very well done. Uh, great to listen to, 8 out of 10. And here, the album really just kind of fizzles out. Lucky is a 4 out of 10 for me. Uh, it's kind of just back to the same sounds that just kind of bore me. Again, if I was listening to this just to vibe out somewhere, wouldn't be bad. But when I'm sitting here actively trying to listen to the album and review it, it's it drags. And by the time I got to here, I was pretty done. Uh, yeah, I had some like Pink Floyd, The Wall era-esque guitars going on, which pretty cool, but I wish it did a little bit more. And then the tourist, three out of 10. I hated this one. <laughs> uh, like Mike said, it's a bit repetitive. It felt like it felt like a, all right, we need an epic ending. Let's just do this. And I just didn't, didn't care for it. So, I mean, overall, this album just reminded me of, like Mike, I think you mentioned them earlier too. It reminded me of if Muse was even worse. <laughs> I don't like Muse. I don't like Radiohead. Uh, but again, objectively, a very well-written, well-done record if you're into this or if you're looking for something like this. My problem, again, is that I don't I don't seek this kind of stuff out. It's hard for me to kind of objectively rate this because I don't listen to this style. It's not really for me. Um, I think it would be a much better album as an instrumental album, surprisingly. Hmm. like I would be more likely to throw this on in the background if you took the vocals out because I found that to be the most distracting thing. Even when I was really getting into an instrumental on one of the tracks, the vocals would come in and I would just be like, ah, oh, I, I don't need this. It I do actually better. agree with you. I do agree with you that like um, this album could have been much higher had like um, sometimes these vocals are very, they're operatic, they're operatic, mm -hmm. but like they're not operatic to a good, it almost feels desperate, like a desperate, like, you know what i mean like like where you're just like kill me you know like yeah. and that's cool but like also it does damage to like a lot of the feeling that like there's power behind the voice it feels more just kind of like tra like tragic and uh you know desperate and I, and while i do feel that works for it and gives it gives it a tragic and desperate feel which is why like i think um throughout the album where i felt like the vocals um annoyed me i began to understand how they fit in the general message and feeling of the album which is why like 
I was able to bounce back from it. But like, if you were to take another album that wasn't musically as great, like, um, as like you said, well done and, and put it, those vocals to it, I probably would hate it because the, the, the music wasn't in that mode. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain. It's yeah, just like they, they fit. This is, this is one of those things where me and Mike are on totally different wavelengths in a way, even though we ag- agree it's one of those things like Mike is more of a music driven guy when he listens to things like instrumentals, things like that. I'm more of a vocal and lyric led, which lyrically I have no issue with this. I'll say that. I think the lyrics are well done. I wish I could understand them. He enunciated more when he sang them, (laughs) but again, well-written. But for me, if the vocals throw it off, it's so hard for, for me to rebound off that on the score. Whereas Mike, you're more, forgiving of things like that mm, mm-hmm. but yeah i i think if this was instrumental i mean it could go higher i think a lot of the songs would have got scored higher for me without the vocals so the only line i didn't understand was uh when in the paranoid android when he said could you stop the noise i'm trying to get some rest from all the unborn chicken i i i didn't understand that and i i feel is he like a activist for murdering of animals and stuff like that or was that just a strange line i i mean i have we'll no have idea to, i know nothing about I'll the guy to, yeah i'll have to delve into that but i, I pictured someone laying in bed tossing and turning like stop the chicken stop the chicken you know what i mean like like you know what i mean just like kfc is over there murdering chicken and the, you know the unborn chicken out of eggs you cooking eggs i don't know all right i don't know but i you know i'll but figure I, that out later i'll say final rating 4.75. All right, there you go. I liked it slightly more than uh Downward Spiral last week. <laughs> and you liked it more than Beardfish. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was better than Beardfish too. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, JT, are you going to make me the villain or uh <laughs> going to come out swinging here? Oh my god. Oh my god. Um We're about to find out. So, so I I have a very, I don't have much of a history with Radiohead. I'm going to be totally honest with you. When we said we were going to do Radiohead's OK Computer, it's one of those situations where I knew the album. I knew Radiohead. I knew like Creep and similar to what Kyle said. I, I knew Creep. I knew um, Paranoid Android. I knew, um, you know, Fitter Happy or whatever. But I didn't know a whole album by them. I didn't understand a whole like a whole um one whole complete entity of them and i listening to this was because i i had heard like my my aunt was a big fan of them and whatnot she said yeah like they um they um she said check out this um she said this like years ago to me she said yeah if you have time check out okay computer by radiohead it's widely regarded as like the best one of the best albums of the of the late 90s and all right whatever and i, I kind of brushed it off and now we're finally doing it here um for me, this was uh, an, uh, a surprise, and I and listening to it, I could definitely see where like, we we talk about Oasis, we talk about Muse, we talk about I mean Coldplay to an extent, or even U two. Like there's different. It's a weird album in a sense of when it came out because you can definitely hear the Oasis in it. You can hear like the U two in it, which came out before. Like the U two is from like. 
the 80s and whatnot and mute and oasis is from like the early 90s they formed in 91 and they had wonder wall in 94 you know what i mean or 93 or whatever so mm-hmm. you kind of get like it's a, it's a weird in that aspect where it draws from those it draws from those artists as well of like the u2s the oasis and whatnot but it also um dives into it also this album in my opinion led to artists like coldplay like muse to that matter it was kind of like this album was uh, uh it was a weird transition for i guess most musical most bands at the time because to mine i heard like influences uh, I, I i could easily tell that this was an album that chris martin of coldplay would have listened to um i could easily tell that the guys tom york probably listened to a lot of uh you two and maybe some earlier oasis before he got got into radiohead like it's it's a very unique situation with this album for me because i hear the different eras of different bands and yet this album came out in 1997 it still sounds great to this day the production that's why you guys didn't really touch on this the production sounds like it could have come out like a year ago mm, in my yeah, opinion. production on it is really good if i mean for yeah. 1997 it's not remastered or anything like that at all it still holds up to, to this day really well and I think the production, whoever produced it, like the production on it's incredible. Um, for, I don't know, for lack of Although I did listen to the remastered version. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know there was one out. So that's that's just there. But um, I'm gonna go through the track listing one by one. I don't normally do this, but I'm just gonna do it anyways. Because um, airbag. It's, it's when because when I was first going into this, I'm like, all right, it's I know the album. I know Radio had a very teeny bit. Let me check this out. Airbag. I was not that thrilled with it at first, and then it grew on me a little bit. It was not the best thing ever, but it was like, okay, this is it. This is what we're gonna get. Big step up though, as we as we go on a little bit more. Like Paranoid Android, I knew Paranoid Android from the get go. I knew that song from like uh, one of the bigger hits, I guess, at the time. Um, so that was a, a, a big standout track for me as well. Uh, Subterranean, Homesick Alien. Um, it's good. It's not like great, but it's good. I do like it a lot. Um, exit music for, for a film. I'm surprised. I wonder if Kyle had picked up on this for whatever reason. The first time I put on this record and got to this song, the opening guitar lick for like literally about five seconds sounded like the Unforgiven by Metallica, that guitar lick in the beginning there. But for whatever reason, I got that reference for in my mind. That's the first thing that popped up was like the, the I'm gonna butcher like the down, 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 whatever that is of the Unforgiven. I got that riff for whatever reason in my head. I don't know why I just did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for, for exit music for a film, the opening guitar lick there. Again, I don't know why I just did. Maybe my I mind. Re- I have to re-listen to that and see if I. Uh, it was unforgiven. Or... Oh, for the black yeah. guy. I got that. Like got that. that but it wasn't the rest of the song, though. You know, what I mean, it wasn't like the. Hmm. It was not like you know a heavy metal or whatever like that. It was just I got that one little lick. I was like, huh, that's weird, interesting. Uh, I did actually that... get a black album vibe one time listening to the album i don't remember if it was that song or not okay so no, black album came out in 91 91 so this is 97 this is six years later so yeah maybe there could be some uh some uh vibes from it that have made it to the i don't know I, I, for whatever reason i got that vibe from that one track there just that opening lick whatever i gotta i'll play it for you later if you want but uh, anyways, um, let's keep going. Letdown was was all right. It was not anything. It was it wasn't quite a letdown the way I thought it would be. Uh huh. <laughs> but uh, it was good. I liked it. Karma Police again. Great song. I knew it from. Uh, I knew that and Paranoid Android as well. So going to that, I was like, all right, I can. Once I get to this track, I feel good about it. 
fitter, happier. Fantastic. <laughs> it was so refreshing a little bit to hear like something from the late 1990s, like that, like fitter, mm-hmm. happier, that computer vibe uh, from that. It was a, it's a minute and 57 seconds long, but I love it. It's so cool to me. Uh, electioneering, uh, you kind of a, and climbing with the walls are kind of like, they're kind of just, they're not, I hate saying they're just there, but they're, they're not bad tracks. They're kind of just, they are like just sitting there in a sense, but they're not bad. I would not say they're, they're tragically bad. Uh, no surprises. It was a very good. I liked it a lot. Lockie and the tourists are good tracks, but not, they were, I, I kind of, as I progressively got through this album, I thought, hmm, when I get down to the tourist or lucky, I feel like it's going to have a buildup, like a, like a big ending finale almost. Didn't quite get that the way I thought it would. So it dropped my rating down a little bit on that aspect. Because I, I was expecting, because I'm thinking to myself, all right, precursor notion. I'm going to a Radiohead album. I'm expecting like, probably like a big finale type of thing, not like a somber note or whatever, but just like something to end on a, on a nice bang on, if you will, a nice a really good ending on right and I, I i didn't quite get that i mean i liked it I, but i didn't go go into it like i didn't come out of it like oh that was a great ending to a fantastic album or anything like that i was not it was not <laughs> that at all but it was all right it was not great um this album has um some ups and downs but the, it, and also like to kyle's point really quick it, it, i i i would be excited as hell if they actually released an instrumental to this uh, instrumental of this album at one point or another, um, the vocals were not a huge problem for me, but I, cause I, I mean, it, I, I'm not necessarily a vocal guy or a music guy. I just, I kind of take the entity as a whole and I just say, all right, here's the product you're giving me. Here's what I have to listen to. And I take kind of take it forward. I don't, I don't like necessarily nitpick too much here and there, but this is one that I kind of listened to all the way through. And I'm like, all right, this is, I could see why it got accolades at the time. I could see why it was such well received to this day. Still, um, even like the 25th anniversary, I think it was a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Um, last yeah, year, it, last year. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, no, this is a, I, this is a really solid album for me. Um, and it's funny. I, I was mentioning before how this album really went from like it. You could see where their influences were kind of coming from, like the U2s, like even like Pink Floyd, like synthesizers or air, atmospheric feel and whatnot, or or even like Oasis's like vibe of the '90s and whatnot. You know, things like that. I I definitely got those vibes as well. Um, but then again, I, I just want to touch on for a second. You could you could definitely see how this was a staple for a lot of bands coming out of the nineties into the two thousands. And even today, I would say so like a band, like, I know I, we don't really talk about that much, but Coldplay, I think Chris Martin probably drew heavily from this record. He, that's what he just does has so much, I guess, success with Coldplay in that aspect, uh, even Muse for the matter. I mean, I mean, I'm not the biggest Muse guy. I mean, I like a couple songs here and there, but like, they're like, you know, you could see how Muse was heavily like, drawn from okay computer and radiohead as a whole maybe or even oasis to the extent too like it's kind of weird how some bands they come out of different certain albums come out of different times and you really get a different vibe as like like i said the album came out in 1997 the 25th anniversary of it was last year in 2022 and you could see where a lot of bands were going to it like with u2 oasis and stuff like that and uh and similar artists as well you know in that aspect and even where they where other bands took it from there in 97 like like a cold play like a music and it's kind of like a weird staple moment in a certain sense for some bands i would say 
Uh, that's kind of where I, the way I'm looking at it right now, because uh, listening to it, you know, before we did our stream, of course, and during our broadcast, I was thinking about it more and more. And I said, you know what? That's really something like you could see where it was a pioneering album at the time. And it still sounds like I said, the production on it's production on it's in it is it, it's, it's incredible. Um, I'm I'm really surprised about how much it's held up after 25 years, and it still sounds fresh. Like it, like I said, it could have come out like two years ago, and it came out like in 1997. So that's and sometimes it's hard to rate a song, um, an album, without uh, taking into consideration the time and the impact that it had. Yes, and like like if you're just separating yourself from history and the world, and you're just listening to the music, and you're not thinking like, hey, when did this come out? And like uh was this uh influenced by this or whatever like without um i gave this album a 7.5 in my pure reception of it and the emotions that made me feel it made me feel desolate despair sadness at times which if an album can move me into those areas just yeah. by its its musical qualities it's a it's it's a real winning uh you know thumbs up from it there and then like you know i i weigh in some other factors i tried not to think about its iconic quality i tried not to think about the fact that it was on a list of iconic albums i simply separated myself from those things after i gave it the 7.5 then i thought about all those things and i thought to myself like man it really had an impact on music and uh to this day it's still um you know like it feels like it was um you know right on the edge of like cutting edge you know so like uh um that's a good thing it drew from like bowie it drew from like uh different kinds of elements that i think it like from the past and from the future it drew from a lot of uh um areas and that's cool so like if i were to say like taking in its iconicness and all the other things yeah i might push it to an eight but like um, I did my best not to think about that stuff um, as much as I could while listening to it. And it's hard because here we are, it's 2023, and we don't really have a lot of great music that's like this coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of the same thing that, like you said, the Coldplay's and the this and the that, who have copied, who have borrowed from this band. And this band has borrowed from the previous artist that it um, before what came before it. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, OK, Computer copied off of this. Um, I try not to get wrapped up in that. That's more of a discussion for my brother. Shout out to Eric. The This came out before that, and this is crap uh, discussion. But, uh, yeah. you know, I do see what you're saying. It's interesting how it all fits in, you know, historically, musically, um, with the rest of uh, music of that's in this genre and that was affected by it. But yeah, like, it's hard to not think about this stuff. Yeah, and I was just... I was just thinking to myself, Mike pretty much nailed on what I was trying to say. Like, it's hard to get wrapped up in like, to like, in like, um, and like the accolades and the pro and the awards and, oh my God, this exists. And it's hard to like see where like it came from and where it went and where things went to it as well, went from it as well. Uh, I just think it's a well, very well rounded album. Is it perfect? No. In my opinion, no. I'm actually, my, my official rating of it actually is like, just above Mike, it's actually about a 7.75 out of 10. Because the more I thought about it, I said, you know what? It's it's great, 
for what it is, but there's a couple of tracks like I've listened to it more and more. And I do, I do agree with Mike that it does grow on you more. Like more I listen to it. I'm like, wow, I'm getting a different vibe from it. I'm different, getting different feelings from it. Like I'm getting different things from it. Multiple listens over. Whereas like most other albums, I just listen to it once or twice and I don't really have that re-listenability to it. But this one, I can, this one, for whatever reason, I feel like I can go back to and say, you know, I can listen to it from start to finish and enjoy it. That's just me. I, I mean, Kyle's opinion is different and Mike's opinion is different. And my opinion is different, but that's not to say take away from you, the listener of us, um, that this album is great, bad or terrible or fantastic. It's, it's what, uh, what makes it so beautiful is that you can listen to something or watch something. And it's all like subjectively, however you perceive it as. And I really, I think this is a good one that we, I'm glad we did this actually. I'm glad we did this one. So. Yeah, um, but I'm like I said, I'm sitting at a seven point seven five, slightly higher than Mike, because I, I'm kind of used to that feel. Like I mean, like I've listened to Coldplay stuff, I've listened to YouTube stuff, I've listened to some Muse and some Oasis, so I'm kind of like in that field a little bit more than they are. But that's why I have a little bit more of a high rating than. But that's kind of where I'm sitting at with that. So, um, do we have anything else we want to say on this at all? Or are we good? Um, we got to spin the wheel, right? Or no? Or are we doing uh, something? No. There? Next week was asking Alexandria. Ask Alexandria. Okay, cool. Yes. Yep. So we'll so, spin the wheel next time. Yep. Yeah, so after we do our next episode, uh, which will be next week, or the next time we do our episode, it will be a career discography breakdown, or is it the uh, new no, album? No, oh, the new album. Just, oh, it's the new already, album. Sorry about that. We I already broke down do their career again. discography again. <laughs> we could do it again. <laughs> With the new album. <laughs> yeah, because last time it, you, it looked like you had been through Nam. So I was like, I mean, I go, that, that was like going through hell. But um, <laughs> you were like Vietnam flashbacks and you didn't even serve you know it's like insane i felt like i was in the vietnam war and if that if that was nom then uh bring me the horizon was in world war ii (laughs) 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 doing some of these career discography breakdowns are rough for me but it's okay but i'm excited for the new album so next time we do our show we'll be on the new asking alexandria album uh for our um our next episode so yeah and uh, by the way our next episode we're gonna be in september already can you believe that wake me up when september ends you know we're gonna have to Anybody? wait. Nobody. No. <laughs> I, I don't get the. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm checking with my producers. They're saying not to say. That. Okay. Okay. Mike, we just, just don't get the reference, Mike. We, we just. <laughs> I think we infringe on copyright there. I'm not sure. Yeah, infringe. Yeah, yeah. Trademark. Our lawyers. The, Trey, the, Mark. The Super uh, Review Show lawyers are standing by to field yes. any. Uh, Our representative Bill will be in contact with you. <laughs> no. <I'm just> <laughs> Um, I digress. But thanks so much for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. This is a very unique album. Uh, multiple different takes on it. I think it was a good, a good thing to touch on. Good thing to do. And uh, but for tune in next time for our show on asking Alexandria's latest release. Hopefully, it's not like a, uh, hopefully it's not like a like a house on fire. We'll see what happens from there. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. And this guy down here, Q and A podcast. Check him out as well. Are, is your new season starting up sooner? Is it a little bit or what? Uh, probably September. Okay. Sometime in September, he's going to be doing bringing back um, his the podcast, Q and A podcast as well. Check them out as well. They're on, they have social media as well. They have Instagram. Follow them seriously. Um, but yeah, and don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Simply at the Super Review Show as well. Um, I want to thank the two, gen- two gentlemen for doing this podcast with me. As always, Mike and Kyle, thanks so much for doing it with me. Hey, wait, and thank thank JT for uh, coming in and delivering us. I feel like you thank us, too. It's time for us to thank you. Thank you, JT, yes, thank for you, having us. Yeah, thanks for having a microphone. Thank you for, you know, being JT and and 
allowing us to have oh, yeah, a webcam. webcam. And Mike, yeah, yeah. So like you're right yeah. here in front of me. It's okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I'm, I'm, you know, well, you just continue to hand out the, you know, the congratulatory kind of, uh, you know, accolades. I'm just, gra- I'm just grateful I can do a podcast about music and and movies as well. Check out other podcasts as well. But yeah, just I'm grateful there you go. as well. So yeah, there you go. Cool. That's going to do for us. Asking Alexandria is next time. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe. Take care and be awesome.